Hello, everyone. We are at the Alps Conference 2021, where we speak about psychedelic research. And it's great to be with you again. And today, on day two, I have the pleasure to talk with Professor Gregor Hassler. So, Professor, can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm a psychiatrist in Switzerland and also uh, the chair of psychiatry and professor of psychiatry at the University of Fribourg. And yeah, I'm an expert in treatment-resistant depression. So people who are depressed and cannot be treated with uh, standard treatments. And so one of the options, new options we try is say psychedelics. We start with ketamine. And so I have clinical practice uh, experience uh, with these substances uh, because that's possible in Switzerland but we also uh, do uh, conduct research projects for example on LSD and neuroplasticity. Okay thanks a lot. Uh, when did you start uh, on this uh, on testing on using psychedelics for therapy and why? So when I was um, maybe that's 2003 or something I worked at the National Institute of Mental Health in the United States and they just discovered that low dose of ketamine has psychedelic but also antidepressant properties. And because this was not like a common antidepressant, it worked on the glutamate system, it improved neuroplasticity, this was a huge topic. And so the last 15 years I um, yeah, worked on this hypothesis. And so later, I, I mean, I introduced ketamine treatment in Switzerland and later, yeah, I... Um, added experience the last three years, let's say, with LSD, MDMA, and recently psilocybin. Uh, I have a, a little question. It's, I've been now at the conference for two days, and I, it's true, I've seen very few university professors. So I've seen professors from, from uh, the medical field a lot, but uh, not that many from psychological uh, departments and, to, and, and president or talking. Is there a reason why there are so few? Or it's just a hazard? I mean, I also from the medical faculty. So in Switzerland or generally pharmacology is a medical discipline, not a okay. psychological. And for example, Switzerland, you have to be a medical doctor to do ketamine or psychedelic treatments. But you see, and that's a specific thing in Switzerland where these uh, psychedelic treatments started not at the institution, but in private practice. And the SAP, the Swiss Association uh, for Medical Use of Psychedelics, is really all by practitioner in private practice. Mm. And so it's interesting that they were really uh, innovat innovative. They did the first studies, and now it's going more and more to a university. But still, you have Professor Foldenweider, who's a professor also in the medical, medical faculty, and myself. But you're right, there are many younger people, but they will... Uh, get professorship soon. <laughs> exactly, times change, and it's maybe a question on your on your students because uh, you're having an impact and you're having a huge research. So, when did you see uh, the psychedelic, as we call the name Renaissance, here coming up uh, with your students? What, what year did you see that, and why do you think? I mean, you see, uh, some years ago, in two and a half years ago, I moved from Bern to Fribourg, and in Fribourg. It was uh, amazing. There was a very positive hmm. environment towards psychedelics. So the university thought it's great, but also the hospital at uh, the Freeborg Network for Mental Health, they spent like almost 10,000 francs for building rooms, um, you know, so living style rooms for these treatments. And also you see these policies organization, they're also in the French-speaking part of Switzerland. So we started to do this and then more people said, 
you know, you don't have to give me a salary, nothing. I just come and work with you and help you with this project. I mean, that's completely unexpected for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so you're working with different types of psychedelics. And uh, what is the psychedelic, according to your knowledge, that has the most potential uh, currently and why? Now it's certainly MDMA, as I showed in the talk today. It has the lowest rate of side effects. Uh, it's positive feelings. We have this huge experience in the United States. Uh, I think there's thousands of um, veterans treated with MDMA and psychotherapy. It's close in the United States to that they get official uh, substance on the market. So it's only MDMA. Um, it's easiest to give. And as you heard today, also these um, SAPT, so these experienced practitioners in Switzerland, they also always start with MDMA. That's certainly the substance. Certainly it doesn't have these classic psychedelic features, which is a bit unfortunate for people who are really interested in psychedelic ego dissolution. And there the substance will be psilocybin, not because it's better than LSD. Um, I'm not sure about this, but it's shorter. That's an advantage. And it's certainly related to the American native culture. That's an advantage in the United States. And the United States, you must see, is the leading country for this kind of uh, treatments. And so I think these will be the two uh, coming on the market. But for us in Switzerland, certainly we have a lot of LSD experience. And I think, I hope that uh, we don't forget about LSD. It's still a very important a substance also with a huge uh, therapeutic potential. It's true. In your talk, you spoke about the adverse effect of psychedelics. Uh, can you talk a little bit about it and also position it versus other drugs that we use, which are not psychedelics in the therapeutic world? Yeah, it has a very specific pattern of side effects. Um, one thing, you give it once, the substance, but then in the acute phase, like five to eight hours, you have considerable side effects. I mean, I don't know if the word is correct, but you have a considerable unpleasant effects like anxiety or all this ego dissolution can be confusing or people are nauseated or um, they have some headache or these kind of symptoms jaw clenching or blood pressure is rising. But usually people don't suffer a lot because the guide is there, the therapist, the psychiatrist helping with this. They know what's about, they are informed. And then after the next day, maybe they are a bit tired as I showed today, but then more or less there's no further side effects. It's just very different with the SSRI or antidepressant. You don't have these acute effects on the first day. But it's more if you take it over a long time, you have this emotional blunting, sexual dysfunctions, problems that doesn't bother you in the acute phase, but more and more in the long term, um, people are really suffering from these side effects. So it's a very different kind of profile of side effects. Okay. And uh, we know that now uh, you were talking about how MDMA is in, we know it's in phase three in the US. So tests might be done next year normally. Uh, so what do you think is going to be the, um, the, if those results are positive, what do you think is going to be the impact in Europe and also in Switzerland of uh, phase three uh, uh, clinical trials in the US? We all dependent on the company. If the company is deciding just to be in the US, we won't have, uh, because it's so expensive to get this permission. But hopefully they will come to Switzerland, Europe, and go to Swiss Medic, and Swiss Medic will allow it. And the next step is then how how to finance it. You see, we have, mm. for example, ketamine, escamine, a wonderful spray on the market, but 
um, problem with the, 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 the insurance aren't paying right now. This may be the same thing with MDMA, but it's cheap because it's only once. And the other is the therapist, and we have to train therapists. But I'm very confident. I always know uh, hospitals who are interested to build up such a program for trauma uh, traumatized patients. Um, exactly. So I'm pretty confident Then there will be some treatments. The question is really how big it will be. Is it really just with ketamine? We saw it's, it, it remains small. Also, it's a highly effective treatment. It really remains small because it's complicated. Um, just some patients really... Yeah, there's not many therapists. And you see for hospital, it's a lot of work. You have to have a room mm. all day. You have to have an emergency kind of setting and, and many things. And usually that's not paid. So that will be finally a bit uh, question how big it will be. Mm -hmm. And uh, for somebody listening to us who thinks that uh, psychedelics could be a way to treat his or her uh, uh, um, herself in therapy, how should he or she go about finding a therapist that does it? I mean, we have uh, the SAP. I mean, if you're not in Switzerland, then you have to join a study in Germany. Okay. There are two studies. So there's no other way. Okay. Switzerland, I think, is right now the only country with this compassionate use program. So if you have a severe disease and uh, many treatments did not work, then you have the chance. If this is not the case, there is no legal chance. But then you, for example, people um, email to the SAPT, uh, Peter Gass, I, mean, I could also email myself, and then we we are like 20 or 30 therapists and we share these applications and then we talk, usually I talk on the phone and then I see if there are reasons why it's not possible. For example, they have to live in Switzerland and there are many things, um, inclusion and exclusion criteria, so we can go over on the phone and um, so then then it's also certainly a personal thing it's quite an adventure so we have to really like each other trust each other so still in the preparation file phase there's still people kind of dropping out or I can say no that's uh, for me not possible to do this treatment or the patient says I'm still I'm anxious it's also interesting some have permission even from the federal agency and finally they decide not to go for the treatment which I always think is uh, it's it's absolutely correct and mm -hmm. um, should be a right of the patient. Well, you said it, so I'm I'm happy to be in a country where it's open and we're uh, trying to t uh, we're testing uh, those psychedelics. One question for all those listening, which are not in a country uh, which is that open: How do you change the hearts and minds of the government officials and uh, the politicians uh, of the? How how did you go about changing those minds since 20 years you've been doing that? I mean, you usually need some leaders. Like in Britain, is David Nutt. He was part of important federal um, advisory boards, and he always said very clearly that our politics is wrong. Alcohol is very dangerous. Mm -hmm. uh, psilocybin is not dangerous. So that this whole uh, legalization of drugs is completely logical. And such a person is needed and uh, in England. And the other companies, like, uh, they are really have a lot of money. And finally, you have to convince the agency. And psychedelics are not treated as special substances. You just have to show the efficacy, the safety. It's just very costly because one patient takes you so much time. And if you have the rules to see thousands of patients, that that is a problem because our treatments are just more expensive than a standard antidepressant treatment. Mm. 
but it's slowly changing. And I think there's only some countries like Holland or England, the United States and Switzerland, they're progressive, but the other will watch and see. And I think Germany is uh, on, the, on the way. Have we heard France is still a bit uh, behind, but, but the whole psychiatry in France is, I mean, I should maybe say that, but it's a bit behind. They're still in psychoanalysis. They don't have standardized diagnostic methods. So it's not the problem of psychedelics, but they will come. And I mean, today Federico, the organizer, is Italian, so I'm confident that will take some time, but um, the success will finally show. And certainly if there are severe side effects, severe malabuse, that will certainly uh, be, be a big problem for the whole field. Mm -hmm. So if you position yourself in five to 10 years and you ask yourself, okay, what would be a success in the field? How would you imagine it? I imagine now I'm the only one in the hospital doing the treatment. I imagine it's more open. I can train. I can do a small unit in the hospital uh, to do that. And um, yeah, that's how I see it. But I think even 10 years it will, it will exist, but it will be small. It's not a huge thing, but that would be for me a success. Okay. Thank you very much. If we want to find more information on you, where can we go? I have a website, greaterhasler.ch. It's in German, but it's automatically translated. You see my books, and I wrote, wrote a lot about resiliency, but also on psychedelics. And the other is the University of Fribourg. You see all our research project. We do a study on LSD and healthy volunteers. So there's no patient study, I must say. Uh, but then you see ac academically what kind of people are working with me and what kind of projects we are conducting. Thank you very much, Gregor Hasler. It's been a pleasure to discuss with you. You will find, of course, all the information on directly on the link below. And, uh, of course, you can go to alpsconference.com where you can find all the information relating to the conference and other things. So thank you very much uh, for what you do. Uh, it's been great talking to you and hope to see you soon. Thank you very much for your interest.